welcome back to another episode of the Shups and Preds podcast. Free agency is winding down, though not completely over, and we are here to review some of the moves that have been made, who's on new teams, who's coming back, who's leaving us for soon-to-be-failed leagues in the United States. Um, this week, it's myself, John, as well as Matt and Tyler. Guys, how are we doing today? Oh, so good. Oh, so good. I love Bright eyed and bushy tail. <laughs> so, today on the pod, we're going to talk a little bit about MBT and the other people who've defected to these horrible, soon to be failed leagues. We're going to talk the top five signings of CFL free agency, who won free agency, and then we are going to talk who may be the best player still available. But we, But before we do any of that, there has been some breaking news this Thursday night in the CFL, uh, something that T. Press may not be aware of as he's just waking up in Germany. Dane Evans has a new home as he's been traded to the BC Lions for a conditional fourth-round pick. Tyler, let me get your initial reaction. Fuck yeah. I love it. <laughs> I really like that. I really like that. I love it. Yeah, okay. Of- I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. So I guess Dave, I guess I should have read Dave Naylor's latest article because he just knew this. He knew this was going to happen. But this seemed like completely out of left field. Did you guys see this coming at all? No, we really, we really thought they'd give. The, I mean, this just shows the the lack of confidence in VA, right? So no, no, no. no so I, don't think so. I, I, they I, got him for next to nothing. They got him for a conditional. Or, or do you think it's just a reality? And, Is it just a rea- It's just. A, I mean, or do you think he's going to start? No, no, he's not gonna, definitely not going to start. I think this is, you know, they didn't have three good quarterbacks. Yeah. And Dominique Davis, although he's been hot and cold, he's been good in backups, he's good on short downs, um, or short yardage, rather, he's not going to be a really, like, a, if, if VA were to get injured... They would be searching a lot. <laughs> they would be searching for a quarterback, right? They yeah. probably would have traded if Dane was still available. Um, they would have maybe traded for him uh, if you know, God forbid, VA were to get injured. Um, so I think this is just get it, get, you know, get him while he's available, just in case Hamilton deals him to someone else and they someone else does a restructured contract. Just make sure you you lock that down. So I think this is a good move. So in, yeah, in, so, I think so they're Dom, getting Dom, for, Dave, Dom Davis is your third right now. Is that what we think? Well, he's the best short yardage. He's the best third down quarterback in the league, which is something really important in the CFL. So I think great third, great third option to have. But yeah, yeah. he is it, it. But so, and here's the thing though, because I'm somewhere in between both of your reactions. Like it is a good move, and clearly they're going to get him for pennies on the dollar. They traded away nothing, and he's going to rework his contract and uh rick campbell came out and said you know va is our guy all right but you don't make this move if va is totally your guy like you bring in you would in my opinion if va is no doubt your guy you re-sign michael o'connor who's currently still a free agent you bring in Dane if you have some questions. Maybe not big questions, but there are some questions. In or at my least opinion. just an injury. I think it's more of an injury play than anything. That's a big name to bring in just for injury injury insurance. Not at it, what it sounds like they're paying him. Now, he's got a lot of upside for himself with playing incentives, but in terms of like hard money, yeah, it's probably it sounds like it's something that's commensurate with what they would pay Michael O'Connor. It's more than that. Um, but for the extra experience you get, um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it purely comes down to, you know, Don Davis is not a, is an, unfortunately not going to be someone they look to as a starting quarterback. Michael O'Connor is not someone that has had the reps. Um, you know, I, I think like, I, and I, you know, I, I think I hope Michael O'Connor can find somewhere where he gets to train. Like I think that's a big thing that happened with Cody that we've talked about is he got thrown into a situation where you mean he Co- wasn't able. You mean, Co- you mean Cody? Cody, uh, where he wasn't able to, you know, 
I, I think it would have been great if he had two, a year or two more under Michael Riley and BC. But you know, he got the chance to go, uh, you know, go to Saskatchewan, and, and obviously that happens. And obviously, that played out great for him, and he's still starting in this league, and and that's great. But I think, um, I think Michael Connor's a you know a Canadian guy who can benefit a ton from uh, some guidance. Some guidance and some extra experience, and that's just not going to be, and and, and BC is just not going to be that place for him. Yeah, that's a good point. But anyway, that's the breaking news. Tyler, did this rock your world? <laughs> Didn't rock my world, but I'm excited. Yeah, get, get, get me Dane Evans on a on a good team. He's probably going to be playing. I, I think he's going to start. I mean, oh, <laughs> if, if if the VA track record is any sign, like he's it's but oh, that's but, so but, rude. But I can't dispute that. <laughs> Okay, there's another side to this, which is the Argos have put their faith to repeat in Chad Kelly. He's well. I mean, I, I, they put their faith, but they've also kind of had their hand forced in their faith, haven't they? Well, yes, obviously, MBT, and that's a good segue. MBT is off to the USFL to the New Orleans Breakers. Um, what a loser! <laughs> oh, dude, total loser. I've got a lot to say about this. Yeah, can we dog on him? Because when he listens to the pod, he's going to be we so embarrassed. We can keep it professional, but this there is will not, be... This is a shout-out pod. It's not a call-out pod. We know this is a Come shout-out on, we got to call it. We got to call there it are, out. I have no li- there are lines in the sand that, that, that can't be right, crossed. let's just talk about it. Here's the thing with MBT. For sure, there's, there's one thing in his announcement that kind of needled me which is his mentioning of an NFL opportunity, which is, is deluded, to be quite frank. <laughs> I, I don't mean to be me. It's just not going to happen. That, that is, and I, when I thought about this, there's a reason that these guys are professional athletes and have made it the way that far as they have. It's because they're delusional. And they have this belief in themselves. All right. I have, cool. I have, a, I have, but a, MBT I ha- saying I have... that he has an NFL opportunity upcoming, and that's what the USFL can provide to him. That the CF, oh, that, mm, that really, that really torqued me, I'll be honest. And that's just the first of a few gripes, but l- l- I want you guys to get your gripes in as well. Uh, I just want to say something real quick. Um, you're not going to be an NFL quarterback. If you have 972 followers on Twitter and your picture, your pic, your picture is you in a in a fedora at a at a at a planet right, Hollywood. See, okay, uh, at a, a planet okay. at a planet Personal, Hollywood. that's personal, Tyler. Well, I'm I mean, just... let's. Uh, this guy is 34 years old. 34, dude. <laughs> that's why. That's why he's not going to be an NFL quarterback. It's, yeah, the fedora doesn't help. The fedora doesn't help. It's a stanza. It's nice. <laughs> I was I, re- I was reading through his career and I was shocked to learn that he competed with Trevor Harris for a Sacramento Mountain Lions starting <laughs> starting role um, in 2011. That's crazy. I was like, what do you mean 2011? No, he's is he's he not 26 years old? Yeah, no, he totally is. And like that's <laughs> awesome, but like this is a tough pill to swallow. Obviously, you're defending champion quarterback goes to an upstart league that what the last iteration of the usfl what's this uh, got covid did not their fault COVID did. but it's like ah oh, this is not just, really their fault it's just very frustrating and i get the the family part of things i get but in terms of just football it is you know, and this was where I would say, like, as a fan, like, we don't have to pretend to be happy for somebody when they're leaving, you know, a defending championship team to go join another football organization. I'm not going to act like that's cool, no matter what his reasons are. It absolutely sucks, and I'm not hyped about it. So I hope the USFL folds, and then he can come crawling back. That's that would be great for me. Do you want? Do you want? Would you? Would you accept him back? Would you accept him on the L? Unlike live golfers to the PGA, I will accept these defectors back to the CFL. Okay. I don't know. I like as like obviously I love the CFL. Um, I would not have a problem moving to Canada, and a lot of these guys don't. You know, um, Gino Lewis. Yeah. A ton of these guys are living full time in Canada, yeah. right? But I get that if you're, you know, him and his girlfriend, they have a kid. She 
and him, they're both California kids. And like some people don't grow up thinking that they're going to live in Canada for the rest of their lives. And I think okay, a lot of people Toronto, go to the CFL. Toronto's like a 1A city, right? Toronto's like oh, in, in, one in, of the in, best, in, when you, when you look metropolitan at, areas. When you look at North America, America and you say like, what are your like your class A cities like across the whole continent? Like I'm thinking like New York, LA, Mexico City, like you're sort of like big, like like massive cities that, you know, Toronto is one of those cities. Toronto is oh, like nice. a New York City. It's it's that large. So I, I'm like, you're going to New Orleans. New Orleans is a, is a, you have to take a connecting flight to get to New Orleans. Let's put it that way. There are, there are, there are. <laughs> There, there are but no, I, but there are no directs to New about, Orleans unless you're flying from like Nacogdoches, Texas. So, but obviously, well, his family, we're, we're, my we're not talking about in Atlanta. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm talking about the market. I'm talking hold about the market. On. I'm talking about the market and like visibility and sort of like recognition you can get. Like, you know, that's obviously not what we're talking about. Like, that's what I'm like talking how, about. How, how flying direct to Toronto is is obviously not what we're talking about. When we're talking about a, Cal- a couple of California note, kids, though, and I would like to. <laughs> Whose wife love that. works and I think lives in Atlanta, as John yeah. mentioned, um, for a crumbling like, movie franchise. <laughs> that is the people. Some people just don't grow up thinking that they're going to live in Canada, yeah, and play for Germany, something like that too. <laughs> I think that's fair. And so I don't begrudge a person who never thought they'd live in Canada and has been in Canada for the past six years. Yeah. Being like, I have an opportunity to live close to my wife and daughter or son. I, forgive me, um, and still play football and also like get paid in American dollars and not have to like worry about exchange rates and taxes. And I can just go like I get it. I totally get it. No, it makes sense. I do not harbor the same animosity that you guys do. So before we move on to these other defectors, we should mention the worst of this Scat, is that man. at. MBT, MBT's partner works for Marvel, which is in phase 69 and absolutely stinking. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if they shutter the entire studios in the next month. Quantumania was such a bust. Yeah, I mean, it made $250 million in its first week. Which, rel- theory of relativity, Matt. <laughs> Einstein, don't have you heard of him? I've heard. All right, let's talk about a few other ones, because... As much as MBT leaving irks me, it's not the biggest one that raised my eyebrows. The biggest defections that I found so odd were Hergi Mayala and Richie Sindani also going to the USFL. Veteran Canadian wide receivers playing a position that typically is guaranteed to have a Canadian player starting at wide receiver this one, I, I would love if there's follow-ups on this. Maybe I'll have to contact them myself. The, those moves really, I, I didn't get. Maybe the wide receiver market in the CFL is just totally oversaturated. And if you look at Marshall Ferguson's available free agents, there are more wide receivers than any other position. But man, two Canadian guys leaving was was odd to me. How did you guys feel about that? I, I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, it was odd. Um, maybe they just feel like they have more opportunities. Because I don't know that either of them, like, Maala, we, I, I expected to have a much better year than he did. You drafted him right? in fantasy, didn't you? Because he had a, well, he had a very good 2021. His 2022 was not that impressive. Um, and brought down the market for himself. And so he thinks, okay, I'll go into this other league that may, maybe has a lower caliber uh, of, of receiver play, maybe has a lower, um, just a, a smaller pool of receivers, and maybe and and whether that springboards him back into the CFL, like because he he can uh, starts getting that that kind Gino of ball Lewis out a little more. Yeah, exactly. Like he becomes right, a target. Okay. Versus let, you know, let's just, let's both just of these guys, him. especially Sindani, is going to be a fourth or fifth target yeah for his team yes can, can we just call this what it is these these, these <laughs> uh, i well i depends on what it is what it is, is. I, it is. all of the all of these promises. all of this all of these like u.s expansion football franchises in the u.s 
like there it's a step down in quality of play from the CFL. It's I just, would agree with that. It's just a fact. Just look, just go pull, pull some rosters, right? Like it's not <laughs> very I hard to find very hard to find a lot of names that you're not gonna that you're gonna recognize. And most of them that you do recognize would be like, did you pay attention to college football like six years ago? <laughs> it's like you know, I'm not saying it's all that the, these guys are trash. You know, there 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 is a certain strata of sport they've reached where they can get a contract with a with a professional league. But the, any CFL team, I think, w- would win the USFL hand, easily, handily, like with in playing the American style of the game too. Well, like, that's the thing is like the CFL is a league. Like these other things are carnivals. Like they come in, they run for as long as their funds allow them, and then they leave. Like that's the pattern of secondary American football leagues. They've been mm-hmm. doing this for a long time, and there's yet to be a yet to be a long term successful one. So, I mean, since the '80s, right? Since since Doug Flutie, since USFL in the '80s. Um, last one I'll mention. This one also hurt me because he was the leading tackler in the CFL last year. Is Darnell Sankey? hitting the road, and heading to the XFL. Clearly <sighs> the biggest blow. That's a bigger blow than that's the big. Yeah, and, that's the and biggest so blow. So this one, and there are, a few, there are a few qualifiers to this, so bear with me. But supposedly, um, writers offered him a contract that would make him the second highest paid American linebacker in the CFL. Which I feel like... That would have been that would have been nice, I guess. I I had wasn't able to see what that money was, um, but that was a big blow. I mean, Sankey, not just leaving, but actually tur- knowing a contract was offering, he turned it down. That that one kind of stung. I, okay, I feel like the CFL is a bit like the Bundesliga here in Germany. Oh God, it's a great league. It's I very exciting. I would say it's more. It's more. It's, Germany. It's more it's more exciting than the Premier League. There's way more goals scored at the end of the season if you look at the leagues. Like it's 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 a better maybe product to watch. Okay. But then you see a lot of the players like defect when they're really good in the Bundesliga to go play in the Premier League. What to to cash in or to to a perceived like step up or maybe an opportunity there that's that's better, which doesn't always pan out. I feel like that's kind of like the CFL's position right now. It's like a mindset they're, issue. Like a more entertaining product. But and then players, you know, get it in their heads that you know I could do better over here, and you know what? I, I mean, I'm not gonna wish anything bad for Darnell Sankey. I mean, I do. I again, we just talked. Same feeling. It's about the USFL. I have about the XFL. All you're doing is filling air. You're filling American programming airspace between the end of the Super Bowl and the beginning of preseason NFL. Right? That's what you're doing. And don't and don't get it twisted. That that is what you're doing. It's nothing more than that. If you're cashing in on, if you want to cash in on that, cool. But no one's going to sit there at the end and get Darnell Sankey is not going to get the sort of professional respect, uh, having success in the XFL or the USFL that he would having success in in Regina. Right? Just just not. He's not going to be agree with as this. beloved. You know, that's the thing. Like I feel like the the other big thing that separates these these leagues is. And I don't uh, the USFL or XFL. I will go and say they will they will never achieve this. And that is that there are people whose favorite sports team across all sports is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. They have actual diehard fans. So when you're talking about like playing to a fan base and having that professional respect by the fans. I, I, I just, it's not clearly not there in the XFL or the USFL, which is inherent to a startup, but it just seems odd to, I, I don't get it, but also I'm not a professional athlete, so I, I can't be in that mindset, but it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, all, there, I mean, all leagues have, were startups at one point, right? And a lot, a lot floundered. True. The NBA did terrible for many years in, it, when it, in its beginning. It had a massive cocaine problem. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I I do understand, but it's not like they're playing a new sport, right? It's not like it's not like they're they're doing anything different. They're just p- putting it in smaller markets mostly, and and sort of ho- hoping that people are, are have nothing else to watch on those days. So they're going to put it on days where. So it's it's also that too. You're not going you're not going to be playing on Saturdays. 
Well, they can play on Saturdays. I mean, I mean, maybe, but I, I don't even know. I don't do what's their. I'm curious what their schedule is like because to me, I, I imagine that the the networks that are going to air this aren't going to give the it. Seattle prime. Sea Dragons are playing tonight. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, they do have pretty good. Uh, you know, <clears throat> the distribution within the U.S. for like the XFL oh, is maybe on marketing. par, maybe a little better oh. than CFL. Like it. They they have good distribution, not only like obviously the social media, but the uh, just the, the their their contracts with with ESPN and all that. And one thing they do way better is actually activating on ESPN slash TSN. Right, that's the CFL's big problem is that their broadcast partner will not talk about them. Does not give it. We'll talk who, about nor, Ottawa who, Sports. And and talk about the senators, you know, and like, and just will ignore them completely. You know, ignore that the CFL exists. That's a problem. ESPN is not doing that for the XFL. The, the XFL does have a lot more Instagram followers than the CFL. I will say that. I'm, they're all fake. Anything attached to Dwayne Johnson is fake. I'm also gonna. Dude, he he's yes, a, absolutely a, he is a phony. He's a phony. He's a, a all right, we got to move this along. Phone. I agree. We've been dragging. We've been in doom and gloom, and it's time to bring the joy as we talk about our top five signings of the CFL free agency period, starting at five, moving up to number one. And I'm going to say right now, just being honest, I 100% cheated on this. And I three, cheated on every single three one. Three of my one. selections are two people because okay. I loved the combination. Three of mine are three or more. Oh my God, I love or, Sorry, that. two or more. Yeah, great. <laughs> Perfect. So let's start. Tyler, Who? what is your fifth best signing of the CFL period so far? Trevor Harris, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Um, needed to have it. Uh, I, I'm glad we got a leader in, a guy who's been around before. He's going to be a, st- a stabilizing presence in a, in a kind of turbulent offseason for Saskatchewan. Um, I like that. I'm just looking. I'm looking forward to having consistent quarterback play. I I I hope they're working extensively on the offensive line to keep him upright because I think it would be they're in, they're in a really tight spot That's if he's concern. If, if he's not playing. So um, yeah, I, I'm going with with Trevor Harris. Um, I, yeah. Okay. Matt. Yes, my number five is. Edmonton's receiver pickups. Oh. Kyron Moore, Gina Lewis, and Stephen Dunbar. Very good. I mean, I don't think it was something they were really struggling with. Of all the uh of all of Edmonton's problems last year, I don't know that receiver play was, you know, the highest on the list, but I do think that'll really help, um, especially obviously the Gina Lewis pickup, um, will really help uh fill out that um I guess I should also mention Manny Arsenault. Keeping yes, Manny Arsenault around. And like, developing Dylan Mitchell. I think, you know, now we're starting to kind of say, are the Elks the best receiving squad? Um, which we, I think they were, you know, maybe last, last year. Something. This is why you bring in Chris Jones. <laughs> something near the, the bottom. Because he just gets so. the deals done. So, uh, yeah, looking for guys with game behind the name. I love that. <laughs> I Aren't can't we all? stand Chris Jones. Aren't we all? But the man, he's, the, he's, the man is rocketing. a mercenary, though. He's rocketing up. He is. He does. The, he does. The, he does his thing. He does um, his thing. Number five for me is the backfield duo of AJ Ouellette and Andrew Harris. I am excited to see they did not play together for the most part last season. Harris played, got hurt. Ouellette played. However, they did play together in the Grey Cup. Uh, and that was a Toronto victory. I am excited <laughs> to see these guys play together. You Maybe something I harp on more than anything, I love a two-back system. It's hard to come by in the CFL, uh, so I'm excited to see if they can get that rolling with these two guys. I would assume there with, to get both of them to re-sign, there would have to have been some sort of understanding about how that system's going to work. So I'm excited to see how that plays out. Am I supposed to be doing teams or multiple players? I sorry. No, you are supposed to be doing five individual players. Okay. We have broken the rules. Okay, just wanted to make sure I wasn't. Because if, if you just have individual players, you technically will win as you've played by the rules. 
Okay. I just have individual players. Perfect. Give me number four. Number four for me is James Butler. Uh, Love that. Love that. The Tie Cats, uh, best yes. free agent running back available this season. Uh, lock, locked him up. Um, kind of, kind of, uh, kind of bummed that he's not going to be in in the West anymore. Uh, but but Hamilton's full revamp, so uh, I think they're going to look like a, a very different team. And uh, they look with MBT leaving, probably look like uh, the class of the 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 East right now. So I I would a hundred percent agree with that statement. Yeah. Uh, Matt, number four. Number four, much needed. Saskatchewan picking up Philip Blake and Peter Goodber for their beleaguered offensive line. Uh, you, that is a, a veteran's pick. <laughs> Hopefully, Trevor Harris appreciates it. gets the uh, gets the benefit of some you know some good O line play. You know, less mobile than Cody uh, yes. needs the help. Cody, um, Cody. So yeah, uh, Scatch. Good job. I like that. Five for me four? is the four, yep, four yep. for me is the three hundred thousand dollar man, Gino Lewis. <laughs> gotta um, be. Just gotta be. It has to be. It's awesome. Can't wait to see him uh, in the green and gold. Obviously, this as an Elks fan, this is huge. It may be higher if it didn't make me so sad that clearly he wanted to stay in Montreal, but it's such a mess there that he was just like, I, I can't do it. He didn't want to have to catch 10-yard passes from Cody either. I, I feel like if they would have paid him, he would have been fine doing that. Or if they had have had some sort of organizational direction. All his, I mean, like he said, he's like, it's sad what's going on there. So that was sad, and that kind of de- depressed this thing a little bit, but... Having said that, he's still a top two, I would argue, uh, if not the best receiver in the league, um, and I'm excited to see him play at Edmonton. So for me, Geno's number four. Tyler, three. Uh, I'm going to go with Kenny Lawler returning to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers because with El- with Ellison leaving, it opened up a spot for him to be to be with to, to team up here with uh, Dalton Schoen. Dalton Schoen. Yeah, and so uh, I think that'll be a, a really fun duo to watch. Guys who who can go up and get the ball. Uh, really would have liked to see Kenny Lawler and Gino Lewis lining up on the same offense. I'm sure you would have liked that too. Would have been absolutely sick. <laughs> like I don't think I don't think a team could do that and still pay a quarterback. Yeah, so uh, it would have been sick just for the just for the like the greatest uh, show on kind of turf kind of. Th- aspect of it or whatever but uh yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going Kenny Lawler he's still still got plenty of good years left in him um and I and while I don't like the Winnipeg Blue Bummers I'm it's they're gonna be fun yeah I agree number three for me is Jake Weineke oh wow oh, wow interesting Even why would you I'm curious his number, down yeah, yeah, 2022 down. way down yeah. Some might say he's due for a come up. Okay, he is. <laughs> and I think, yeah, I think he's due for. I mean, I, like I, I don't. I think it was a function of uh, Gino Lewis's insane target percentage. I mean, he was targeted in like sixty percent of pass plays. And and you know what are you going to do? And I so and I, I let me go pull up something real quick because I think his catch percentage. Thank you to. Uh, um, Marshall Ferguson. I've got that right here. If you'd like me to pass that along, he was. Uh, it's sixty-eight point eight percent. So close, yes. just outside the top ten. Would have been um, nice. Would have been nice. And we missed it. Reggie Bagleton was sixty-nine point one. Jake was sixty-eight point eight. But one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, fourteen. So top fifteen in catch percentage, meaning when he was targeted he the montreal had some insane like montreal i can't believe they didn't do better that that is going to be a mystery i'll never answer why montreal did not have a better 2022 with how good individual parts they didn't have stan busy all year organization played but uh, i think wineke was not targeted as much as uh, it, it happens you yeah. know Julian, 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 uh, obviously, you know, Julian, uh, Grant. you know, yes. Uh, yeah. So I think Jake's do. Okay. 
interesting about that is he and Keon Schaefer Baker are headlining a completely revamped riders receiving core. Yeah. Duke gone, Shaq gone, Kyron Moore gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, I, I think it's a, it was a good shakeup. It's going to be we very will, interesting. We will, I've got a surprise for everyone coming up. So I can't wait. Afterward. My number three, a name that's already been mentioned, is my man James Butler. I love Butler as a runner, but the reason this really gets me excited is for the outlet he can provide Bo uh, in the passing game. James Butler caught 53 of 58 targets last year. Pretty good. He was 22nd in the league in receptions. 10 more receptions than any other running back. Freaking sweet. So, I'm just excited for what he does uh, in the East. Uh, number two, Tyler. Uh, number. I am going to break the rules now. Okay. Yes. Going to break the rules here. Uh, I'm going to go with the entire Calgary Stampeders keeping the band together for the most part. Like you look at, you look at lots of totally cheating. Lots, lots. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to run down a list of some of the extensions they have. Uh, Reggie Bagleton, Cameron judge, um, uh, Brad Muhammad. I mean, they had a six secondary last year. They kept the secondary together. Nicholas stats. They kept basically, they re-signed a lot of their secondary. They didn't let any of their, all uh, any of their receivers run away they, they kept it dennis uh i, I just Brandon like dozier i think they had the i i think they had the the quietest uh the jameer thurman stayed i think they had like the, the quiet or excuse me he's the one he's the big exit he's the big exit but you, you look at this team and they kept together the best parts of their team and they didn't uh let the the departure um of of he who shall not be named uh to hamilton uh affect affect the roster turnover so i feel like um i feel like jake mayer is going to get a, a a fair crack at it with with a, a fully loaded fully no, loaded nachos um and so yeah i think it's it's they were like the unsexiest team in free agency this season um but i think that quietly kept all of the best pieces they had in play and with a lot of the the talent moving some of the, i shouldn't say all of the talent but some of the talent moving east uh, they, they should be right in the mix for the one seed in the West. Interesting. Interesting. Matt, number two. Number two. Uh, not much else to say, but James Butler. Good grab, Hamilton. Good I love that. All number right, two. Hamilton. Number two for me uh, is actually a player who left the Calgary Stampeders, and that is Jameer Thurman heading to Hamilton, uh, specifically coupled with them bringing Simone Lawrence back. I love that linebacker duo um, and just another one of the reasons uh, I love what Hamilton did this offseason. Number one is Gino Lewis. I mean, he was the number one free, free, number one free agent uh, sort of in the, in the class. I mean, at least, at least according to whatever experts and things, right. Okay. So he's the biggest splash signing of of the offseason. We talked about this last episode it's a we focus a lot on on the wide receivers because it's a sexy position and and the way that the the cfl game is played that it is so important to have good receivers so we are a wide receiver podcast we are a wide receiver podcast so 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 him it's it's a huge splash for edmonton to have him uh it totally changes uh the dynamics of of both the east and the west him not being in montreal um so Yes, it, it, for me, it, it has to be him just because of the way it sort of changes the, the dynamics of everything. Yes. Matt? All right, the biggest cheat uh, so far. Um, I, I think I know what this is going to be. All right, what do you think it's going to be? Do you want me to spoil it? Yeah, let's give it a shot. I think your number one signing is actually Dalton Schoen not getting an NFL contract and staying in Winnipeg. <laughs> no, it is Winnipeg. Okay. It's Winnipeg's defense. Like oh, okay. All right. That's pretty good. They yeah. they kept they have built such a strong culture and winning two back to back Grey Cups and nearly winning a third, like that does help. It like does. that helps build the culture. But uh they lost Casey Sales, but that's the only um, defensive loss they've suffered, and they're, they're back. They're they're gonna they're gonna go do it again. Ah, they're so. frustrating. <laughs> That's a good call. Yeah, for me, it's always just the it's Jeff Coat 
uh, Jefferson, Big Hill. Like, as long as they have those three, I feel like Winnipeg can probably do anything. Um, but my number one is Kenny Lawler. Hmm. Hmm. Specifically when paired with Dalton Schoen staying in the CFL for whatever reason. I feel like that was maybe the most surprising thing this offseason is him not even getting a training camp contract. I feel like that would have been money well spent. But more more for you and me. <laughs> it is Zach Caleros throwing the ball to Dalton Schoen and Kenny Lawler all next season. Um, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be... Well, let's say I'm not excited for it. I'm excited to watch highlights. I'm not excited to watch the games themselves where Winnipeg keeps winning. Um, <laughs> but it should be a good time. So so we'll see how that goes. But for me, Kenny Lawler is is number one. Vis-a-vis nice. vis Dalton John. V- exactly. I love a, I love a pairing. All so, right. Here, here's my – I've got a surprise. Dude, what's up? Best offload Ooh. is Duke Williams. Good I, offload, Saskatchewan. I think that's actually probably and like we said. That's fair. fair. That's like, fair. That's, think... that's fair. Yeah, but that's uh, interesting. You know what? That's a great segue, Matt. <laughs> to who won free agency, and I'll kick it off because to me, Duke Williams' new home of Hamilton won free agency. Mm, lots of movement. I love what they did. Adding defensive talent, Thurman, Ja'Garrett Davis, uh, Corey Sales, as you mentioned, Kwaku Boateng. Offensively, obviously, they get Bo, they get Butler, they get Duke, and then who they re-signed, Tim White, STE, Ted Laurent, Simone Lawrence. I feel like, I feel like, you know, if you look, you see teams like Winnipeg and Calgary who only add, like, two guys in offseason. Or you see teams who really got to completely retool. I think Hamilton did a good mixture of both. Retaining core pieces, but also bringing in uh, depth and talent where it was needed. Um, And coupled with MBT leaving, I think that Hamilton has to be the favorite in the East, as Tyler said earlier. Like right now, if the season started tomorrow, Hamilton would be the favorite in the East. Um, I think I'd feel very confident in saying that. So for me, they won the free agent period. I would say, can we can we ask the inverse question too? Which team didn't do enough in free agency? We have to answer the first question first, but then we can <laughs> get to that. Yes. Okay. I do want to say that it is the Bombers who won. Wow. Because they just re-sign everybody. Isn't that cheating in some way? I think I, I think you have to count re-signings as free agent signings. But I will not say the. No, Bombers. you do. You do. You do. <laughs> Uh, for uh, for m- much the same reason, I think the Rough Riders won free agency. Oh, interesting! What? Because they shored I up their, love that. Their, their, they shored up their main uh, issue, which was their offensive line with two great signings. Like I said earlier, you, they were they, on your list. They kept Jamal Morrow, which I think is a, a good. Running a great running back. I mean, I think he's going to be certainly top five. Maybe could push to a top three. Obviously, you guys know that I am a big uh, T. Harris guy, so excited for him to go and, and do his thing. And then number three, Jake Weineke, a great pickup, um, and in you know, and a, a good opportunity for KSB to uh, to ball out as well. So, I think the Rough Riders are in great shape. I think we're going up three all three different teams. I'm going with the Edmonton Elks. What, what a great offseason! <laughs> they got the best. They got the best player available. It's amazing. It's a coup. But I, I mean, it's pretty <laughs> solid. They're, they're they're gonna win a home game next year. I mean, oh I, yes, they are. I, they're they might oh, even yes. win two. <laughs> call me crazy, but three might even be in the works. Now, you are a madman. I'm going to say the Elks because of Quee, this. Victor, Victor knew what kind of talent he was going to pick up when he put <laughs> out the guaranteed win tickets. He was like, we're bringing in Gino. You're getting we're one out of this sucker. Game. We will <laughs> yeah. win the game. You're getting one. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, 
I just think in terms of, okay, so the teams we, we've just mentioned apart from the Riders thing through me, man, you got me. Um, don't you false? Am I wrong? Tell me I'm wrong. You somehow talked me. You, you, yeah, I think you're wrong. You somehow talked me. It's like very, very false hope. I think the Riders are going to really struggle, generally speaking, in the West next year. But for what okay. reason? They're not as good as the other teams in the West. Okay, I'm going to move. Just we'll talk. See. Talk. We'll talk see. a minute about Edmonton. Um, <laughs> when, when when I was asked this question, I looked at okay, where was the team? Where were these teams at the end of last season? Uh, and, and who did the most to, to sort of put themselves in this position to do better compared to where they were last year. Winnipeg didn't have that much more to go, right? So to me, it can't be Winnipeg just simply because they're, okay, they've kind of stabled where they're at. Same thing what I talked about with Calgary, which is good, important. But to me, it, it was between Hamilton and Edmonton. And for me, I just went with Edmonton because they, they had a much worse last season, um, you know, being out of the playoffs, not winning a home game. And to me... They've added enough offensive pieces to be a much more interesting team. Uh, I think that they're they're not going to be a team that you just can roll up on now and and kind of be eighty percent sure you're going to beat. So um, I'm going with Edmonton. Finally, you know, getting after some big free agent names and and hopefully flipping the script because the because the Eskimos were good and the, and the Elks have sucked. It's true. The the Elks have yet to have a good season, so they got to get one here soon. Let me ask you a question, or let's ask the question Tyler asked, and I, but I want us to answer all at the same time, because this one I think will have the same answer in who lost free agency. Mm. We'll all say the name. Hold up. It's going to be three, two, one. Ottawa. Say the name. Ottawa. Oh, interesting. I actually think I it's the Argos. I was also going to say Ottawa. Oh, I ruined it. <laughs> Tyler, do you know how examples work? <laughs> Oh, you were not doing the countdown. You were giving an example of a countdown. When I say it's gonna be, oh, okay. I'm prefacing what's going to take place. I know what I know. I think it's like you you doing an example of a countdown is kind of pointless. Where I know what a countdown is, so if you just started counting down from three, I would have gotten the gist. So it's kind of insulting to my intelligence that you had to really. Give How did I think it was the difference between three, two, go, and three, two, one, go? Thank you. Oh, I mean, okay. When you okay. All right, all right, all right. Why <laughs> Ottawa, Tyler? <laughs> they, they made they they their best offensive signing is a guy who's been maligned by injury the last the last few seasons. Uh, they re-signed Who would that. The, be that would be Shaq Evans. Um, and then their their court they re-signed the same quarterbacks who they did. I mean, it kind of banking on Masoli being healed, but then they're going to kind of roll out the same cast of characters and hope for the same res, different results. I, I, I didn't, they didn't get any, uh, their, I would say, who's their best free agent signing? Like Jovan Santos Knox? Um, Javon, but yes. Javon. I think that's yes. a really solid free agent signing. Of course it is. But it's, like, that's, that's their be, but that's their best guy is a guy that's yeah. <laughs> se, 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 70 tackles. I mean, that's fine, but it's not. Yeah. We're, we're Ottawa. It's kind Still of, kind nuts. Of, but it's kind of what I, I, I talk about. Yeah. I think the reason that's not Toronto is Toronto did not make any crazy moves. Curly getting stayed. <laughs> well, they didn't make any crazy Love moves. Curly. Other than MBT, they really didn't lose a ton of people. I, I think they need to shore up the QB. But between the Most two, between the Argos the and, game. between the Argos and the Red Blacks, they both did not have a huge free agency where they made a lot of moves and shored up a lot of stuff. But the Argos won the Grey Cup. The Red Blacks were the worst team in the league. Yes, and then the Argos lost the quarterback that led them to the Grey Cup and led the CFL in passing yards last year. You can't <laughs> overlook that. Well, one, one, uh, listen, who is going to have the better year? Yeah, who's going to have the or Red? Yeah. Or well, no, here, well, here's the thing too. Who's going to have the better year? John. Yeah. Oh, it's a great question. John, did you Ooh. get it? John, Toronto. probably Toronto. John. Toronto is going to have a better year. Well, I don't. So, Chad Kelly could legitimately did, did, stink. What are so we that, talking what about? I, what, I'm say, what I'm saying is that Toronto lost their Grey Cup winning quarterback, and the Red Blacks were not able to jump them in expected outcome next year. The Red now, I see the point you're able, making. Especially with Masoli back. I think the Arbuckle signing is good, but they should be, like, at the very least, number three <laughs> in the. Uh, the east. In, the, in the east right but they're yeah. still four 
well, no, they are not for Montreal po is for point point no. to point well, to make point uh, to make here. Well, I don't understand why John was flabbergasted after he literally gave us a Toronto's backfield as some of the best uh, one of the best five free agent signings, and then and then <laughs> they and still then lost and their quarterback. Wait, 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 and then oh, and then God, we, we gave. Would you, right would you just be would you just be quiet and let me talk? God, for Christ's sake. We Go named we we had fifteen best free agent signings between the we each had five right yeah okay you cheated you, <laughs> yeah, how many how many how many how many Ottawa players did we mention in that in that like twenty minute segment we mentioned zero so how can you not make we them mentioned the worst two Argos players so it's not like that was a big difference okay there. well it is it's which the is more, it's the it's John, the difference it's the difference zero. between two and zero which is more <laughs> John before we move any further I want Crazy. you to tell me which is greater. Two or zero? Depends on what we're talking about. In numerical scales. What's amazing, what's amazing, Matt, is the two came from him and not from us. That's why you should respect my opinion on the matter. Because I can recognize how great of a reason. That's such a Republican tactic or political tactic. It's such a political tactic. That's hilarious. All right. Them's fighting words. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Anyway. That being said, we will move on to our final segment. Probably a quick one here, but there are still some solid names out there. Um, we don't have to give a top five, maybe a top one, or throw some names out there of guys who is still yet to be signed to a team that you think can make a big impact. Matt, I'll start with you. Michael O'Connor. Uh, that he is on. He is definitely on my top five there for sure, and for all the reasons you already gave. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I mean, it's the right answer. That's the problem. I mean, there actually is a right answer. There is a right answer to this question. You think there's a right answer? Yeah, I think that was the right answer. Oh, okay. For me, I have Kamar Jordan, Darrell Walker, R.J. Harris. How old is Kamar Jordan? Like Dude, there are a ton of receivers there's, available. There's a and I think that ton when, we, of when, when we go back to the Sindani yeah. thing is... Darvin Adams, uh, Mike Jones, R.J. Harris, R.J. Or, or, sorry, Harris. Um, you know, uh, Michael Michael Pickton might be Mitchell Pickton might be a good one because just because the Riders kind of really believe need, he resigned with the Riders. Oh, I, okay. Would, would the CFL website update? <laughs> oh, would you? I looked at this yesterday. It That's why. Truth be told, I don't. I'm looking at the free agent tracker right now, but I only trust Marshall Ferguson. Oh, so, so no, annoying. but oh. I. You, did he, did he resign with Sketch? Picton did, yes. Yes, good, good. I'm, then I'm, well, I'm, I'm happy then because I think he was, the, the, for them, yeah. I'm looking at their their free agents. I mean, Sankey was the biggest and to lose him was was bad. Uh, so, so yeah, I've got Picton. Yeah, it's also weird. You picked you picked the Riders the best, for, but they lost perhaps the most important free agent they had. Interesting. One other I want well, to put out that? there, though. Darnell Sankey. Darnell Sankey. Oh, yeah, yeah well, they, got, they had a real, I mean, that is a huge blow. But they, they didn't they lose also to a, another CFL team, to be fair. <clears throat> but they true. also had, and, and like, I, I don't know if there's more that they could do than, like, no one's getting paid more as a linebacker than Big Hill. Like, Big Hill sets the market. This is true. And so, to you be, you're, you know, you can't offer him Big Hill money exactly. But if you offer him five ten thousand dollars $10,000 less, which it probably was, that counts as Big Hill money. And if he doesn't want that, if he wants to go south, you know, he's a he's an American boy. He can do that. One name I'll throw out there is defensive lineman Shane Ray, uh, played for the Argos, a really impactful player. Uh, I know he dealt with injuries, possibly still dealing with them, but would love if he re-signed with a, a CFL team, possibly the Argos. Um, that would be that's a name I think I'd I'd like to keep in this league, a pretty explosive defensive line player. Um, but that being said. We've covered all our set topics. Does anybody have anything else to add before we end this fine podcast? Is Willie Powell uh, still available? I believe William Powell is still available. Yeah. Let me actually, I'll, t I'll run through a few names. Okay. So for quarterbacks, Michael O'Connor, Antonio Pipkin still available uh, for mm -hmm. running backs. Shaq Cooper, the dark horse. And William Powell are still available. Um, receivers, a list truly too long uh, yeah, to read. So many. <laughs> um, Eric Rogers, maybe one to keep an eye on there. 
Um, also, Shaq Johnson, uh, formerly of BC Lions, and this past uh, season with the Ottawa Red Blacks, uh, a Canadian option. Uh, and then Sean Lemon, Charleston Hoos, can't believe we didn't mention them. Uh, D- Sean Lemon coming off a Canadian or a Western Defensive Player of the Year uh, nomination. So yeah, there are there are there are guys to get for sure. But the dust has settled for the most part. We're you you you're looking yeah. at you're looking these rosters are pretty filled out. Yeah, okay, there's a few lingering questions, but I think we're I think we're we're getting there. We're getting there. Things how many, are shaping how many, up. When, when's the first we're game? Really doing it here. When's the first? When's the first game? June. June something. June something. That's hey. That's something to look forward. June 9th. June 9th? <laughs> June 9th. Ooh, a great day. A great day. Um. So we're getting there. Yes. All right. With that being said, follow us on Twitter at Shups and Preds. Email us any questions, shupsandpreds at gmail.com. Uh, follow us. We've got, we, we're on Reddit. We post on the r slash CFL, uh, or at least we should. Uh, I don't know who's, who's in charge of that. Um, let us know if you have any user or, or listener feedback. We are always happy to answer your questions. Um, guys, anything else to say before we bid, bid these five fine people adieu? All right. Until next time, call your mother and have a good rest.